0: FIFA!
1: Welcome to Move Left, Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ladon Loki and Max Grown. Guys, how you doing?
2: Good. Good week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of stuff happened this week. Uh, I definitely. This might get... be
2: one of my favorite weeks ever in politics. Actually, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Ted Cruz.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know that happened like just after. I think that even happened the night, or maybe it. it the night after we recorded that podcast last week, was like, was probably you know the night <laughs> the <laughs> night it happened, uh, and then everyone noticed the next morning. But we'll we'll, we'll save that for the end. Um, but I want to get into uh, I want to get into some other stuff first. Um, so we talked a little bit about it last week, but Bernie introduced his uh, single payer bill this week. Um, Yay. Yeah yeah to record support really in the senate uh the most support a single-payer bill has ever gotten in the senate he's got i believe it's like 16 co-sponsors
2: yeah last i saw him
1: and um so it's great you know he's he's really like rallying the democratic party uh pulling them to the left you know trying to get them to back the most popular and most practical health care plan it's a up. list of
2: who's who wants to run for president in
1: uh, 2020. Oh yeah, sure, of course. I mean, everyone that's pretty much everyone that that's that's vying is uh, on board, but um, not everyone's thrilled with it. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, the Clintonites in the media had their opinions. I, I I gathered a few. I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to read the stories because they're you know useless drivel. But I, I did want to just go through a couple of the headlines. Um, uh, from Jonathan Chait, who's just a total fucking. I, I, if you're not familiar with him, he basically helped uh, beat the drums to the Iraq War, so he he's a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders' bill gets America zero percent closer to single payer. Um, his argument basically was, which is the hack argument that people are using to not get on board with it, which blows my mind, is that well, you're never going to pass it with the current makeup of Congress and with Trump in the White House. Okay, so we shouldn't support something that we support because it's not going to pass. Like, it, it, it's just so baffling and so clearly like a dodge because it's like, well, no, I don't really want this. So let's just make up an excuse about why it won't pass rather than saying, hey, I support this, and if you reelect me, I'll fucking pass it when we actually have a majority. It, it It's just, it's so blatantly, transparently, like, a lie and like just trying to get out of the fact that they don't want this to pass for whatever reason, you know?
2: Well, um, yeah. When you look back at, you know, who donates to them, you can, you can draw a direct correlation between the yeah. donations and the people that aren't backing it. So
1: it's clear. Yeah. No, I mean, I, in terms of the, the politicians, I understand. In terms of the Clinton bootlickers in the media, yeah. I don't really get, <laughs> but I get, maybe it's just that they, they know the narrative that, you know, that their parent companies want them to push.
2: Well and it's like if it had her name on it, all of these fucking people would be behind it. So okay, it's we just, just call
1: it Hillary Care, I don't give a fuck. Like Yeah Hillary... exactly <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets the idiot Joanne reads of the world on board, I don't care.
2: Oh, I just her. love. There was care. a tweet I saw, or some a, a meme or something today, and it was someone that was like, uh, you know, where was Bernie Sanders when Hillary was trying to get, you know, this done before? And there's a yes. picture of Hillary and Bernie's right behind her. <laughs> I'm like it's that's true. Like right <laughs> you no,
0: know, that during the primaries, Hillary literally said that herself too. It wasn't even meme. Like in a in a video or a rally, she was like. You know, when I was fighting for Hillary Care, I didn't know where Bernie Sanders was. He's literally right <laughs> fucking behind you. What, what like, are the rallies yeah. that attended by dozens and dozens of supporters? <laughs> and in that same thing, where he's standing right behind her, she yeah. says, "And I'm so happy to have the support of Bernie Sanders." Like, <laughs> it's
1: it's fucking nuts. Dude, she's so fucking. She lies so easily. Like, there. Uh, we'll get to it because I I, I want to talk about the healthcare thing first. But there's a clip of her on on TV this week talking about. When she lost in the primaries to Obama, and she said she she busts off like four lies in like one sentence, like totally shameless, totally verifiable things that you just straight up lies about, and it's like, yeah, it's like she Ber- got behind him right Crook-
2: away,
1: yeah, right. like but Bernie created the crooked Hillary image, not you just totally <laughs> fucking lying every time you open your mouth. Um, but no, we'll we'll get to Hillary. Um, well, also, so the Washington Post, uh, the Democrats have become socialists. Oh, my God. God for fucking bid that the party represent, you know, the fucking workers. Um, <laughs> from the Hill, uh, according to insurers, Sanders' Medicare for All plan, quote, cannot work. Gee, I wonder why the fucking insurance industry thinks that the <laughs> Medicare for All bill-
2: <laughs> Come on, they don't have a motivation here. Yeah, I don't know what right? Like, oh, my God.
1: Gee, I wonder why the fucking drug dealers don't want to see drugs legal. Like,
2: what? <laughs> Oh
1: God! Um, and then uh, another one from uh, our boy Evan McMuffin. Uh, when the populists of the far left uh, rise uh, on the promise of free college and single choice healthcare for all, who will stand for liberty? Him, apparently. I guess
2: single <laughs> choice healthcare, because that's what Medicare is.
1: The resistance. <laughs> fucking everyone. You know everyone loves fucking retweeting McMuffin, but he he's just as bad as. <laughs> any Republican.
2: Um, it's just that he looks better when you'd put him next to Trump. I've retweeted him too. It's just, you know, you stand them next to each other, like, Oh, this guy's all right. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, but that's why I always caution like all these people trying to like a lot of, you know, a, a lot of the Democrats kind of getting in bed with a lot of the neocons where I'm always just like, these people are fucking horrible. Like, don't stand next to them. Cause in 10 seconds you turn and look and they're, you know, stabbing you in the neck. Like, you know, the Louise Menches of the world and the fucking Bill Crystals <laughs> of the world. Like, he's,
2: well, he's, people have different philosophies and different backgrounds on this. Like, I will retweet something even if I don't like the person who's saying it. If I like what they're saying, I'll retweet it. And some people are, you know, really purist about it. Like, if a, you know, if a Joanne, I mean, you're probably like this, says something uh, yeah, even if you I'm agree with it. Yeah, me. you're like, fuck because no, I'm not I retweeting it.
1: anything that she says. She's just yeah. the vacuous liar of a human being. Well,
2: the other piece of it is, too, that not everybody is aware of who all of these personalities are. If they don't spend a ton of time on Twitter or, you know, looking at the media or whatever, they may not know this person's a neocon, this person's a neoliberal, this is whatever. They just see what they see. So I give people a pass.
1: (laughs) I saw one one of the candidates that we we, kind of know or, you know, is in our sphere was like, at some party or something with with Democrats, and they took like a picture with near ten. They're like, "Oh, look, here's me with near near 10, And I was like, "Oh shit, don't do that!" <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm sure it was totally like they didn't know any better and didn't know who she exactly. was. But it's just funny to me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, she would stab you the second you turned around if you weren't careful."
0: <laughs> um, I think it comes down to like being paid to have an opinion, oh, and that's course, what yeah. blows me away. Is uh, like I can. Cause i'm with you la like i'm willing to tolerate disagreement right i mean th- that's part of being like a person participating in democracy but it really what's the point of even engaging when you know that they are literally paid i mean it, jimmy Dore just did a thing on joy and reed where she um what was it? i think it was uh 2008 2010 she said bernie sanders would be a great candidate to run. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and now he's, you know, now he's the biggest sexist misogynist in the entire world. I'm surprised they didn't call him anti Semitic. Like, that's the only one that they didn't hit him with.
2: She also. But- <laughs> I would love to know what happened between then and, you know, her later, you know, discussions of Hillary. Who's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. money. who sat her down though and said, uh uh-uh, uh, this isn't going to work? Well, like, I mean, Cenk
1: Uger when he left MSNBC, said that he got sat down and talked to and said, look, Jenk, you know, uh, People in Washington don't like your tone, so I'm sure she got the same <laughs> fucking thing. And it was like, well, do you want a job on MSNBC or do you want to have principles?
2: See, if I had a nickel for every time I've been, you know, been told I don't like your tone, I wear that as a badge <laughs> of honor.
1: You know, <laughs> I'd be like, great. That's that's right because I'm the fucking media and I'm not. Supp- I'm supposed to challenge power, but God forbid. Um, no, and she also in 2008 called Hillary uh, the White Al Sharpton and <laughs> wondered what. <laughs> I mean, she—it's just so two-faced. Her. Well, it's her...
2: just like Clinton, Bill Clinton was the first black president, so you know.
1: God, I, I, one of my least favorite things. Of all time. <laughs> um, so, but you know, uh, there are a lot of Senate Democrats on board, and eventually, when the Democrats take a majority—if they ever do—I mean, at this rate, I don't know, but. Uh, eventually if they take a majority, we can hold them to this care vote and hopefully pressure the others to get on board. So
2: they'll do the same shit they did in California. They'll they'll either nitpick it and say, Oh, this version isn't right or whatever. Yeah. These people are cowards and the only fucking reason that they're voting for it now, any of them, is because they know it's not gonna pass. And that's the only part that, you know oh, yeah. just pisses hey. me off.
0: What what pisses me off I is because I'm all about single pay. We need I'll to say. We need to like hold them accountable, and it's good when you can use grassroots to actually get action out of shitty representatives. But for example, like one client that uh, potential candidate that I've been talking to, the person that they're going to challenge is pretty establishment, but her record looks solid, and she's going to support things like Medicare for all. But she still is a shitty representative, and part of she's a super delegate that voted for Hillary. So I mean. It's one of those things that now it makes it harder for real progressives to call somebody else out on the issues because they're dressing up. So it's like a catch-22 for me. Do I want us to be able to use our pressure to get them to jump ship and get on the right side of history, even if it's with ill intent? Yeah. Or do I want them to keep being shitty people so it's easier? <laughs>
2: you know what? I respect honesty. Just be fucking honest if you're if you're never going to back it then go out and say you're not going to back it. This is gutless of them because, you know, they feel like either it's going to help them, you know, in in a future run or help them hold on to their seat against a more progressive person.
1: Did you see Kamala Harris where Kamala Harris, when she was like talking about, she was like a shame. She was like, like shrinking behind (laughs) the podium, you know, almost like shrinking into like a little corn cob or something. <laughs> she, she, like, I, I swear to God, like, go back and watch it. She was, like, not at all, like, enthused. Like, Elizabeth Warren, fucking great speech. Bernie, great yeah. speech. Even Kirsten Gillibrand, whose motives I question, great speech. But Kamala Harris was, like, like almost, like, apologetic, like, when she was talking <laughs> about it. She's like, guys, I'm sorry. I have to do this. And she had a fucking gun to her. Like, Bernie was holding, like, a gun to her back.
2: She's <laughs> gritting her teeth, like, Ugh.
1: Um,. So, yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, like, nothing has ever gotten done in America without uh, grassroots pressure pushing politicians to the left of where they actually are. Every yeah. every major reform. I mean, you can look at, you know, Voting Rights Act, you know, gay marriage, uh, fuck even the EPA. I mean, you know, Ralph Nader fucking bullied Richard Nixon into creating the EPA, like you know, <laughs> back when the Democrats actually had a spine. So...
2: Well, and that's the only reason why the ACA wasn't, you know, completely repealed. That's the only reason why we still have you know, sure, it yeah. at all It's because of all that pressure with Indivisible and other groups just getting on the phone and hammering them. I think they all knew that there was no way they could, uh, you know, touch Our that.
0: Revolution. Of bun- like, and oh, yeah, they did great. Yes, yeah? a different subject, but in Invisible is I'm really going to be curious to see the next six months to a year is going to determine a lot of what they're actually there for. Are they going to be reactionary, and just you know, reactionary, pretty much an extension of like the hillbots, or they actually like, get on the ground and do stuff, or are they actually going to become progressive? I think it's, I think it's going to really depend on the region. I'm curious. Funded yes. by Soros, right? I've heard world. that. I've heard that. Well, it yeah,
1: it's
2: like a
1: matter of public record. I don't think he's. Who is it about? No? It.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the other piece of it. I mean, it's, it's like sort those, of like you
1: know, run for something and knock every door. All those groups are, are funded by, you know, that, that kind of questionable
2: money up. funds something that you believe in, you know, what do you do with that? As a as a progressive, what do you do with that? You know, you, you question their motives. But at the end of the day, if you agree on what should be done, I don't know. It takes money to get this shit done.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a matter, though, of are they going to stand in the way of actual change when the time comes?
2: Yeah, and you know the people that I've interacted with as part of Indivisible really are—I mean—from one end of the spectrum to the other. There are super progressive people, and there are yeah, people totally that are—you know—what we would, you know, characterize as hillbots that are um, very much establishment. So I think when and where they choose to engage, yeah, it will be interesting.
1: So um, just to wrap up the healthcare, though, so uh, people were doing did a kind of did an analysis. Uh, Of the 15 that supported and the uh 35 or so that did not support um and per senator not you know on average so it's not like a total amount but per senator the ones who uh supported the bill got half as much in contributions from the insurance industry as the ones who are opposed or not supporting at this time but i'm sure (laughs) those two things are totally unrelated Uh,
2: completely (laughs)
1: Uh, and then today uh, David Sirota who does fucking great reporting uh, yeah he's great over at the International Business Times uh, uncovered basically that I guess through looking at FEC filings or something but that uh, insurance company money poured in to almost all of the senators who did not sign on to the bill which I'm sure again is a total coincidence Uh, Um, yeah, you know, so just, just, again, total pay-to-play, pay-to-play corruption and massive money just totally influencing our politics and preventing us from getting things that would actually save lives. So, you know, for, anytime some naive moron says to you that money doesn't influence politics, you need to, like, print out, like, a list of donations given to senators by insurance companies and, like, smack them in the face with the ream of paper because it's going to be, you know, Florida Well, snowing. and it's...
2: It's hard, right? Because, you know, I do the support fellow progressives, you know, Twitter party, and I really want people to support people that, um, you know, are going to fix things and get rid of corruption and all of that. But it takes money. And they're up against powerful interests. And, you know, granted, uh, you know, this side of the, the fence may never get to the levels of funding, that you know, multi-millions that go into some of these races. But, you know, I really hope that people that are for this stuff are willing to put their money where their mouths are, because if they don't, you know, it does take money to, you know, even, you know, get a, a little bit of uh, advertising and other things so that people get on board with stuff like this. So it's a tough
1: we time. have to it's be tough. willing. Catch-22, yeah. I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of money in, in the working class progressive
0: community, because yeah. well, we all have nope. no fucking money and power. So it's yeah. like... <laughs> and- what exists that is, like, acceptable for progressives to take is locked up in labor. But like we saw during the primary, there's a really big divide between the leadership of labor that leans establishment because they exist in those bubbles and then the membership, which is actually, like, very progressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. That's, Definitely. The, that's the that's problem. It's like, unless you go full-blown rokana, which I still don't know how he does it, and I verified <laughs> it with, like, followthemoney.org, most yeah. of, not most, like, All of his money came from individuals, and the two that were packs, he returned. Like,
2: but it's individuals that are within specific, yeah, an industry. So you know, you can say, yeah, it's individuals, but I I still think that there's a a collective voice with with Silicon Valley.
1: There is, but I will say he's been great on almost every issue so far. It, it'll, you know, when it comes time to look at, you know, clamping down uh, in terms of regulations on Facebook or. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens.
2: He's very careful in what he writes on Twitter. I notice that when yeah. it comes to, you know, tax policy or economics or any of those mm-hmm. things. He's very, very careful and cautious. I appreciate it, but I'm also a little like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see.
1: But for now, he's great. And, like, he's behind, uh, I, you know, I can't remember the name of the bill. Tulsi just introduced it, um, which was the uh, basically get us out of endless war bill. Yep and then to get money out of politics bills. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, obviously that's, it's not going to pass right now, um, but it's great that it's getting out there and more people are reading about it and understanding the concept because it's going to get even more fucking popular. It's ready at 60% in some polls popularity. So it's going to get to the point where it's going to be undeniable and even a Republican might have to pass it. I mean, if it gets to 75%, well, I mean,
2: it's like this, gonna, you know. You know there might be you know other good plans or options out there but for me the fact that we already have you know the Medicare tax in place mm-hmm. that you can very easily just you know adjust that yeah. and and do a lot that for me is a big selling point um, you know I still want us to get to you know universal health care I'd love us to get to no copays I'd love us to get to prescriptions or you know completely covered and all of that so I still think we have further to go. But um, this goes a long way, and I'm willing to, as much as I hate incrementalism, this is a big enough <laughs> step for me.
1: <laughs> well, no, and the great thing about this bill is it actually gets us a good percentage of the way to that level. Like, I was reading yeah. over the, the particulars of it today, and this is obviously an ideal version of the bill, and I'm sure it'll get amended to death. But if a bill passed looking the way this bill looks, it does have uh, no co no copays for anything other than prescription drugs, which is almost unavoidable. Um, yeah. And hopefully there are price controls on that. That's going to be a whole other really important section of the bill. But yeah. no co-pays on any uh, medical visits, hospital visits. I mean, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Dental and vision coverage, which has not been included in insurance in fucking years since I was like a That 10- is huge. And you so
2: know what? I- One. One year, I was one of the people. There are literally lines and lines of people in Arizona that didn't have dental. And you go, and I think it's like New Year's Eve, and you can stay out all night and wait in this line and get a tooth pulled if you really, really need one. I, I did this once. Country? What is? wrong with I mean, with our lines
1: country of people and that's spend their
2: fucking New Year's Eve going, "Please pull my tooth." <laughs> like,
1: that, isn't that so pathetic, though? That that's our fucking country, that our healthcare in this country. That people have to fucking all gather like it's fucking Black Friday to get a tooth pulled. Yeah, or they it makes go down no to Mexico. Sense.
2: Yeah, it yeah, makes no down, sense. Yeah,
1: medical tourism. Because,
2: you know, then you get an abscess or you get something else and you wind up in the fucking ER anyway. And Medicaid or Medicare or whatever, you know, we'll have to cover it. So yeah, it's like they like just.
1: An essential, like. Covered that you need. Or it's you don't like
2: have a, glasses and then you get in a fucking car accident because you can't see. Yeah. I mean, these things are real.
0: Pull <laughs> uh, yourself up by your bootstraps and just fix your eyes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, mom, just stare at the sun for like five like five to ten seconds. In, in, in like Trump? Sec- yeah, in five to ten second intervals. It'll burn out any kind of astigmatism or whatever it is in your eye. I'm pretty sure that's true. I read that somewhere. Uh,
0: well, um, he, and What's insane about Trump is you know, on an interview, he talked about how essentially, without saying the words, he was supporting Medicare for all. And then now and so he's like, so oh, times. it's going to fail and blah, blah. And I get it. Like, it's it's Trump. So we don't have high expectations. But it just blows me away that in a lot of ways, he won the Republican primary with using like FDR talking points.
2: Okay. But there's still, he stole from Bernie
0: completely. <laughs> and there's still these dumb fucks that support him. That bought into, I, like, I want to analyze, like, we just need to sit down that 30% that won't budge on his approval ratings and just do a serious study into their brains. Okay.
1: Like okay. that, that, that percentage that's not going to budge on him is, uh, you know, <laughs> the one fucking thing Hillary said, right, was that group is deplorable because that 30% yeah. are the fucking racist aunts and uncles that we have, you know, the, the horrible fucking hate everyone just have a totally, you know, corrupted right wing ideology. Yeah. Listen to Rush Limbaugh every day. But there's a lot of middle ground and a lot of people that voted for him who are not like that and who are just like, fuck Hillary Clinton, fuck this corrupt system, fuck these people telling me that America is already great and all these things, but I'm, you know, <laughs> when I have two jobs and I can't afford my rent and I have no medical yeah. care, like, fuck you. Like, that's, yeah. th- those are the people that are infinitely
0: reachable. and. But what what scares me, though, is, are we actually going to be are we going to be able to capture them with these policy ideas? And I'm not shitting on it because we haven't fully tried it. And Bernie showed us like a positive trend in that direction.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so, man.
0: Like
1: Medicare for all, as much as people have smeared it on the right and the left (laughs) is still at 60% approval. So, I mean, I I think it's an undeniable concept once you explain it to people how it works and the fact that if implemented right and we, in, in cutting out the middleman, we actually save money in the long run, and how yeah. it's cheapest and most efficient and most effective healthcare system that we could move well,
2: towards. You know, when you talk about MAGA, you know, Make America Great Again, and, you know, for some of Trump's supporters, these are people that made a shit ton of money in manufacturing and, you know, with union yeah. jobs and whatever, and, you know, work that is, you know, in large part not coming back. And so, you know, they want to go back to those days. I mean, I remember it when I was a kid, you know, people that had been making 25 bucks an hour at Bethlehem Steel, you know, when that went down, I lived in Pennsylvania, then it was like they're all looking at jobs making, you know, $3 an hour because they didn't have a skill set other than that. Um, and it was a crisis. And so, you know, this is that's the group of people that I think we're talking about. And it's just got to get to the point where they understand that. Whatever he's saying, Trump, Trump is—you know—he'll do whatever is politically expedient for him at the moment. He really doesn't give a shit about them, yeah. and he doesn't care about—he doesn't believe any of the things that he's saying, and um, any of his tax policies are only going to benefit the wealthy. As soon as they realize that he's really not going to help them at all, get any of that back, they'll be—they'll yeah. be gone. But as goddamn, long as we present
1: like- him with an alternative.
0: Right. Right. that's the important part because like, time after time we've seen it I mean Reagan fucked so many people and there's still people who idolize him like he was literally St. Reagan right we named Mm -hmm. the fucking capitals airport after him Mm -hmm. when he was a war criminal yeah like so to be fair like every
1: president since like World War II has been a war criminal (laughs) by by Geneva code definition
0: like honestly
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) but like the Republicans have a really good way of taking it to a monstrous level I I agree I agree I I don't know. I'm concerned that and obviously if I didn't believe in it or was like super pessimistic, I wouldn't do what I do. But like, I think we really have to have a solid strategy more than just, yeah, we're going to talk about it and they'll learn because they've had a million chances to learn and most of them haven't. I mean, fuck, they voted for Bush twice.
2: It's not about learn. I think it's about, you know, seeing. And, you know, that's that's the challenge. They don't see their lives getting better and they're they're at a point where they're willing to just go, okay, well, this shit isn't working. So I'm going to try this one. And I think that was really, you know, for some people, it wasn't necessarily supporting him. It was just, um, a vote that was against where we've been, you know, staying the course, all of that stuff. That was what Hillary Clinton represented was more Obama and a vote against that and saying, let's try something else because my life is miserable. And, I don't see it getting better with this set of, you know, you know policies.
1: What, what DC politicians never get is that this isn't some new trend that people hate the establishment. Every <laughs> fucking election in modern history has been has been won on I'm less establishment than my opponent. Barack Obama <laughs> fucking ran as a progressive. He ran as a fake yeah. progressive and destroyed Hillary in the primaries and won in the general. Change we can government. believe
2: in. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, <laughs> and you know, beat John McCain, who's been in Washington for six hundred million years. Um, uh, In 2012, he was against an even more corporate fucking stooge in Mitt Romney. So it was like, well, you know, I don't love Obama. And he kind of walked back his progressivism, but at least he's not this tool who's going to yeah. turn our, you know, who's going to privatize everything. People fucking hate the establishment. Even in like 2000, the voter turnout was so low because there was no good fucking option. It was, you know, Texas, it was fucking hee haw versus a guy yes. who's been in government for fucking 20 years it's like he just said he my parents
2: used to watch that shit (laughs) um
1: but you really can honestly look back and it's always the person who understands that you need to be populist and anti-establishment uh whether they are or not usually they're not but uh really i mean nobody fucking likes the establishment so if the Democrats are gonna keep butting off their nose despite their face, they're gonna have no seats left in Congress and they're gonna have, you know Republicans are gonna have a supermajority and then it's just gonna be fucking horrible policy after horrible policy. But I don't really think we suspect have that the uh,
2: constitutional convention and then they'll really fuck us
1: all. <laughs> I don't think they even give a fuck the Democrats because they'll still keep their jobs and they'll get to resist even harder. So it's like that's why they these people can't be reasoned with and moved, they just need to be temporarily about moved enough. until we can vote them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um So speaking of the establishment, uh we talked a lot about Hillary Clinton last week and her and her awesome new book um which which we're all dying to read, I'm sure. <laughs> um <laughs> so I, you know, I was gonna kind of leave it at that, but she spent the whole week doing more fucking press and TV for this book, and it's just unbelievable the shit she keeps saying. Like she can't help herself; she cannot stop doing it. <laughs> she can't stop doing it. So I just, I, I just had a little, a couple little excerpts. Um, she did the CNN interview. She said that uh, Bernie could have been more helpful if he so chose, and that's what I'm calling on him to do now. You you mean as he's, like, trying to pass healthcare for all while you're fucking... While you're on your your blame (laughs) tour? Yeah. Um, She went on Vox and did an interview and she said that... This is so disgusting that she would fucking do this while we're trying to pass healthcare. Uh, Both the far right and far left want to blow up the system and undermine it and all of the rest of the stuff they talk about. Um, You know, just fucking thing after thing. Um... (coughs) Another thing from um, Morning Edition, uh, I won really by March and April, but he just kept going, and he has his followers attacks on, and, and he and his followers attacks on me, uh, kept getting more and more personal, despite me not ask, despite him asking me not to attack him personally. But before I even keep reading, that's so just fucking untrue. Like, what is she talking about? He handled her with the most kid gloves ever. I mean, you guys saw that video of Obama from 08. Just totally fucking, like, roasting her like at her, like a Friars Club roast, basically. Bernie didn't do a tenth of that. He should have. He should have fucking went after her for the very real things uh, that she was super corrupt and dishonest about. Um, so, uh, and, you know, I really regret that. But now he's got a chance to prove that he's something other than a spoiler. Uh, <gasps> and that is to help other Democrats. And I don't know if he will or not, but I'm hoping he will. So, you don't know
2: if he fucking will. What about the Unity Tour?
1: He he literally has campaigned for more Democrats than any other Democrat. And he's not even a not even a Democrat, as she loves to say. <laughs> She's so fucking delusional. Like it's so entitled to call him to say that he was a spoiler in a fucking primary just shows you what she thinks of democracy and like fair elections. It's fucking unbelievable. It's it's fucking unbelievable. I, I can't believe that she would say something like that.
2: I got into it with somebody online, um, you know, comparing her and Bernie, whatever, and um, you know, I said he's the most popular politician in this country, and they're like, no, 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 most popular politician in this country in his state, and they sent me this article. And then I sent them back like four, going, no, actually, it's the whole country. Yes, it's state too, but the whole country is let's not talk about that anymore. I'm like, whatever.
1: Who who, who was it, my uh, neck tattoo friend, or was it somebody else? Somebody else. so another excerpt from her book came out. Um, this guy is is taking a bullet for everybody else and just going through and highlighting all these just just absolutely fucking galling things that she's saying. Uh, but it, it gives you a really good insight into her mentality and why the people around her think the way they do. Uh, since November, more than two dozen women of all ages, but mostly in their twenties, uh, had approached me in restaurants, theaters, and stores to apologize for not voting or not doing more to help my campaign. I responded with four smiles and tight nods. On one occasion, an older woman dragged her adult daughter by the arm to come talk to me and ordered her to apologize for not voting, (laughs) which she did, head bowed in contrition. I wanted to stare right in her eyes and say, you didn't vote? How could you not vote? You abdicated your responsibility as a citizen at the worst possible time, uh, and now you want me to make you feel better? Of course I didn't say any of that. She is a fucking egomaniac. It's unbelievable. I just want to get... uh, Nobody is entitled to your vote tattooed on my forehead. Because I think that'll save time. (laughs) I don't know how else to get this fucking message through to these megalomaniacs. But the, the, the entitlement is just so... People like this... She sounds just like fucking Trump. Except... Maybe even more entitled because he. I think he would say something this entitled. Like it's unbelievable to me the arrogance of this of this fucking Clinton machine. Like I, I don't.
2: Well, so many people online will say, you know, he'll do something like you know the, the the DACA decision or immigration, you know, or something else, and they'll be like, so don't try to tell me, you know, it's it's lesser two evils or they're both equivalent yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't fucking vote for either of them. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Um, another, (laughs) another excerpt from the book that's not quite in the same vein, but just kind of shows you how she thinks in general. That was really funny to me. Um, attempting to define reality is a core feature of authoritarianism. That is why the Soviets, uh, that is what the Soviets did when they erased political dissonance from historical photos. This is what happens in George Orwell's classic novel, 1984, When a torturer holds up four fingers and delivers uh, electric shocks until his prisoner sees five fingers is ordered. The goal is to make you question logic and reason and to sow mistrust toward exactly the people we need to rely on. Our leaders, the press, (laughs) experts who (laughs) seek to guide public policy based on evidence, uh, uh, ourselves. For Trump, as with so much he does, it's about simple dominance. So apparently her fucking, the message that she got from 1984 <laughs> is that you should trust experts, the press, and, like, our leaders.
2: <laughs> that Dude, is the that, most that, that twisted is, <laughs> possible view of that book you could that's ever. That's <laughs> a
1: perfect insight into her fucking mentality, is that she would get that from, like, the most anti-authoritarian, anti-establishment book of all time, that she'd be like, well, you know. <laughs> Clearly we're supposed to trust these people and give them uh, give ourselves over to
0: them. So Max is like jumping out of his chair right this <laughs> is <laughs> the same person who has who had a super pack called Correct the Record oh, constantly God. using literally <laughs> hillbot like robots on Twitter to spew propaganda to confuse people with questions and facts and the same piece of shit is now leading up another version of Correct the Record two where they will actually tell you what is a fact. <laughs> And she wants to say this shit about what propaganda is and all this. Like, oh, that's why I'm jumping out my seat. Because the hypocrisy is insane. Because, like we established last week, they're both narcissists. Trump and Hillary are both narcissists. I, She's um, one of the biggest narcissists I've, I've ever you. seen. Like, honestly. Yeah.
1: that That is one area where she is like Trump. Like, I... <laughs> Well, you know, you mentioned her, her new form of correct the record, uh, our favorite website in the world, Verit. Uh, it's, of course, my homepage when I sign on to Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they posted a really funny Verit today that I thought was just like a perfect encapsulation of uh, why Verit is basically the Breitbart of the center. Um, uh, Verit, media for the 65 million. Fake. Hillary Clinton was a quote-unquote flawed candidate. Fact. Hillary Clinton is the first woman, and by the way, this is fact, so this you know this is legit, and it's got a code. Uh, Hillary Clinton is the first woman in history to become the presidential nominee of a major party. Would anyone categorize that as a quote-unquote flaw? Singling out Hillary Clinton as quote-unquote flawed when all humans are flawed as a decidedly <laughs> sexist tinge. There is nothing particularly flawed about working a lifetime to become one of the most accomplished women in political history. So that is a very verified fact.
2: <laughs> How do you have a fucking fact that's based on an opinion? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no, and somebody that's somebody's head's gonna explode right now. I think. Um, God damn. But,
0: and look, guys, I'm seeing five fingers from Vera. Vera is shocking <laughs> me until I see five fingers.
1: <laughs> like we don't want to fucking talk about Hillary Clinton. She needs to just go the fuck away. Like we don't want to keep talking about her, but she just cannot. Stay out of the spotlight because she's just a fucking egomaniac who's hungry for money and power, and they just can't let it go. They can't understand well, that people hate them. Like they need to just go Whole group. If
2: you're like, oh, we don't have enough female voices, you know, in the political sphere or whatever, there are so many better ones. Look at Elizabeth Warren. She's oh, sure, not perfect, yeah. but she's light years and better. I a mean, Dodge. they
1: just say that, yeah. it's a, because they'll still say super sexist and racist shit about Nina Turner whenever they want to yeah. discredit her so it's just a total bullshit dodge on their part it's you know when you can't beat somebody on policy you smear them you you call them a racist or a sexist and it puts them on the defensive because of course they're not you know in our in cases of progressives and it's like well then they win that conversation it, it's
2: just and I think with Tulsi right now their, their thing is to just try to ignore her and hope she goes away
1: yeah so, it's not gonna happen. They're gonna be in for a rude awakening because she's fucking awesome, and when she yeah. decides to run for something higher than Congress, like higher than just you know the House, it, it's they're gonna be in for a rude awakening.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But. Yeah. Uh, hang on two seconds. Oh. Oh, sorry um, so uh, yeah uh, so you know I don't want to fucking talk about Hillary Clinton <laughs> anymore but she just can't she just can't let it go and I'm going to keep bringing it up until she goes away because she's hurting the Democrats right now like what she's doing is hurting the party people talk about Bernie being divisive which is ridiculous because he's literally giving the Democrats a gift and bringing them on board for this fucking Medicare for all bill. And she's out there like fucking relitigating things that were mostly dormant. I mean, it's just.
2: Well, and it, it taints things, right? Because there are things out there like Run for Something or Emily's List or others that because I know she supports them, it's like, I I, I feel like I can't because I have to question, you know, what their yeah, motives yeah. are, what they're trying to yeah, to get done. So she really is tainting a lot of things that I think, you know could be making life better for a lot of Americans and a lot of progressives.
1: You know, what's interesting too is um, I, I heard from a lot of people that the reason that the DNC, you know, we talked about how they're fucking broke right now because nobody wants to give them money. But another big thing is that a lot of money is not coming to them because again, fucking egomaniac narcissist Hillary Clinton is funneling all of her donors that used to donate to the DNC into onward together. And Obama's mm-hmm. doing it now with his pays group too. They're both taking like a good chunk of the big money that was going into the DNC and funneling it into their packs. And Her argument
2: would be that it was broke when she went to it and she injected yeah, money into yeah. it. So, you yeah, know, yeah. know, whatever. I mean, the bottom line is that the DNC is not trusted and that's no, even okay. by people that support Hillary. So but
1: it's just even the people that don't care about that, the people that were establishment leaning that were f- funneling money into them are giving it to Hillary and Obama instead. And they're hurting the party because, again, they don't give a fuck about the party. They only care about their own position. I mean, Obama right. let the party go to hell and lose a 1,000 seats in his eight years because he, he basically employed a, all the money to the top of the ticket strategy and all the state parties had no fucking money. And they're now seeing the results of that and the fact that they're wiped out. So I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up to what's going on in this party and to stop defending well, them. But...
2: And they handed over all those state legislatures, and that is where this this business of constitutional convention is happening. Yes. So it's really frightening. The GOP just swept the country, turned it red, you know, from state house to state house. And, you know, now the Koch brothers are going to get their dream.
0: <laughs> and they did it using, like, grassroots progressive methods. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, the Tea Party... Took control. I mean, and it helps when you're bankrolled by billionaires, but still, like on the ground, they imposed the things that the left worked hard and people lost their lives developing with the labor movement and the civil mm-hmm. rights movement. So, I mean, it's uh, we have our tool set and we naturally we can beat these fucking people, but it's the Hillary Clintons, it's the Tom Perez's, it's these rich narcissists that just need to get the fuck out that are yeah. holding us back because they're the only ones that make Trump's possible. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And it just it blows me away. And also, if they give a fuck about anything, <laughs> where's, where why aren't they bankrolling? Dude, start your own super PAC and, like, focus on, let's just say, I live in Ohio, right? Clean energy legislation in Ohio. If we just got one of these lead Democrats to personally bankroll it and bring a couple of their friends, we could have an amazing program. None of them do it because they don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> well, also, they don't really want to because, I mean, we, we saw with Hillary Clinton, she gets a lot of fucking money from fracking. You know, I mean, she Mm -hmm. she helped spread fracking around the world as Secretary of State, and she wanted to include it as part of her, quote-unquote, all of the above, which was Obama's energy strategy also, meaning, I'm going to let people, you know, expand offshore drilling, even though, like, what Obama did was one of the most disingenuous things in the world, because he let people drill offshore during most of his presidency, and then right before he left, he uh, cut off offshore drilling. So it made it look like Trump was expanding offshore drilling. Meanwhile, <laughs> it fucking happened almost the entire the entirety of the eight years of Obama's presidency.
0: So it's right. Like, you know they used to brag about how they made us more. You know the Democrats made us more energy independent because you know really all these neoliberals want to be is or Jimmy Dorse is it great or and Graham Elwood they're like they're fucking Republicans that are cool with gay marriage and abortion and yeah. even those points are debatable. I mean, yeah. if you listen to the way Hillary speaks about abortion, it was like, really? So yeah. I, it just blows me away. And like people fall for it over and over again. But I also think the counter reaction of blow the whole fucking thing up, start our own third party, which is such and don't get me wrong, it's a valuable idea. And the people that I think go about it in an impractical way are a small minority of the left that is organizing. But that is also too reactionary. We need to have a cohesive strategy where we can do a dem enter and a dem exit. Both can exist at the same time, and both need to be court connected. But then we get people who like to uh, like to shit on others' ideas on social <laughs> media when it comes to wanting to start and build these kinds of movements and call them dumb. Right. Uh, it's and you know uh, th- that's that's unproductive. We need to have like yeah. real conversations and strategizing. Yeah,
1: no, it's super unproductive when you call other people's ideas about Dem Enter and Dem Exit dumb. It, it makes you look super immature.
2: Um, I hate to say it, though. You know, I look at Dem Enter and I, I want to be optimistic about it. But just knowing what I know, having you know worked a little bit inside the machine, having peaked a little bit inside oh, of it. i they not going to it
1: happen without a fight.
2: <laughs> it's just, I, I don't, it's so big yeah. that I, I, I almost don't think it can happen. You know, I, I love the idea of trying. Um, You know, I always you know applaud the effort, but... There's so many people that are a part of that machine I mean, that I,
1: I don't know. So, like, my thing is, like, that's true, certainly, um, and there's a lot of money against it. But the thing that the Democrats never do, the establishment Democrats, is organize their ground game because they right. just never have been interested in that. That's the only place progressives can win, and we've seen it. And actually, I did want to bring up because uh, uh, there was a primary... For a lot of the Democrats, uh, I think mo- across the country, but especially in New York, um, our buddy Jabari, out in Brooklyn, won his primary, uh, so he's going to be on the green. I-, I think he actually has a split ticket. So yeah, Jabari, he's he's on two lines. He's got a green line and a socialist line, which I, I don't even know if they've had that in who knows how long. Uh, he's running for city council out in Brooklyn. Um, he won his primary, and a guy up here, uh, George Latimer, who's in my district, he won his primary for Westchester County executive. And he's running against this guy, Rob Astorino, who's like a total big money Republican. He's going to be really tough to beat, but Latimer is like really good. He's one of the strongest voices for uh, pushing New York single payer bill through. So uh, I'm going to see what I can do for him, but his elections in November, but everyone listening should check yeah. out their local races because those are the races that nobody votes in and a little bit of effort and a little bit of your time could, make a difference you know like that's people don't vote in those races
2: and if there are any you know baby boomers listening and even you know the the older part of gen x you know i want them to understand i've said this before but that scary term socialist you know that that term that would you know we were all made to be terrified of (laughs) does not frighten millennials at all in the younger part of gen x this is this is the wave that's happening i mean you can look at the country turning red but but the real wave to come is people going, you know what? Yeah. Capitalism is, (laughs) is having its. A lot of European countries are doing Why, at least in some areas. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, capitalism is, is kind of failing across the board. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that, that was, uh, that was pretty great. Uh, I I before we get out of here I do want to talk uh <laughs> about about our buddy the Zodiac killer. Uh Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Best
2: week oh, ever. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't see this and I guess if you're not on Twitter as much as we are, you probably didn't see this.
2: Uh
1: Ted Ted Cruz uh liked a tweet from basically like a porn uh gif account.
2: <laughs>
1: um <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and let's, let's and, unpack. There's so many pieces there's so many, to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the, you know, you're not paying for porn. There's the you're not even watching a longer porn, you're getting, like, a 30-second freaking snippet of something. Also, like, look,
1: Ted Cruz is old. I mean, (laughs) old people don't understand that there are actual sites you can go to for these sorts of things. He just probably, (laughs) like, typed into, like, Twitter search, like, porn, and, like, that was the thing that came
2: up. You know, maybe his wife checks his computer and Twitter is allowed. You know, maybe (laughs) that's the thing, is he's got one of those, like, babysitters on there, but, you know, he's allowed to tweet, and, you know... (laughs)
1: God damn! Um, it's just so the funny. The tweets
2: were so uh, good, and I was I was actually live, in, and of of course it was September 11th, which is you know <laughs> the worst worst part of the whole thing was that it was on September 11th. Um, you know, and, and one of the people tweeting Ted said, uh, Ted Cruz liking porn on Twitter on 9-11 is wild. There's literally no way we don't live in the matrix. Like, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't plan it any better. Or like, you know, different people have, uh, you know, various ways of commemorating or, you know, uh, paying reverence to 9-11. But, you know, Ted Cruz, he really, uh, <laughs> um,
1: he took us all of that. So uh, the the other funny thing, and and this I don't fully put on Ted Cruz because he might not have known from this little thirty second clip, but someone went and actually found the long version. Uh, it, it's actually incest <laughs> porn. It's not stranger <laughs> porn. It's incest porn. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, just makes it so much funnier. Uh, and 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 the woman in it bears a striking striking resemblance to like a much hotter version of Ted Cruz's wife. But I'm sure that's. Just a coincidence. Um totally coincidental. his response to was so funny. Um he didn't say anything about it for a while. Uh it's too long,
2: really. Yeah. Like it was TikTok. It, it, it was up
1: for a long time, which clearly he just like fell asleep uh <laughs> after tiring himself out <laughs> and <the> woke <laughs> up to quite the shit storm the next day. Um but uh, and then he basically was, like, really mealy-mouthed about it. And he was like, well, you know, it, it was a staffing error and blah, blah, blah. And, but he never said uh, it was a staffer until much later. Because I, right. I, I presume he was, like, bribing his staffers to take the fall for it. He was like, come on, well, uh, guys, I'll give you $1,000 if you say it was you. I'll give you 2000 And Dana Bash
2: did finally ask him straight out, like, was it you? No, was it wasn't me, you know, but I'm not going to, you know... Reveal who it was, kind of thing, and it's just like, shut yeah, up, my god! No. Like,
1: it's the one human actually, thing you've actually done.
2: That was another one of the tweets. Yeah, like this is literally the you know the most human thing, the most relatable thing about Ted Cruz. Uh, John Favreau tweeted, "This is the night that Ted Cruz became president." <laughs> Somebody else, uh, <laughs> Shelly Nine said, Shh, "Russia did it," <laughs> which I thought you know would have been a good dodge for him too, because um, you know everything is Russia's fault. But, you know, and the
1: people, like, I don't think people would have really reacted as, as big as they did to it, but it's just so funny, because, again, it's just Republican hypocrisy, because Ted Cruz is the same guy that once tried to ban uh, the sale of sex toys
2: uh, Argued that sex toys were, now, granted, that was related to some legislation in Texas, I will give him that, but anyone that stands up in court and argues that you don't have the right to do whatever, you know, like...
1: He said there's no court mandated right to stimulate one's genitals. Just something to that effect was his actual legal in court argument, um, which is just super funny in light of.
2: (laughs) Well, and I didn't I didn't uh, save this one, but um, his old college roommate was was pretty vocal on there, too, about it, you know. He had said, you know, previously, like, you know, I'll tell you, that's a fairly new position of Ted's. And then, you know, when all of this was happening, I forget the exact wording of it, but he was basically saying, you know, I'm so glad that you guys were all, you know, in on this with me now and know what this feels like. He but said, picture this, four had- feet below you, in the, you know, in the bunk below you, and you'll understand my pain. It's like, oh, I can't cringe enough. Oh my god, uh,
1: couldn't couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I mean, really.
2: <laughs> Oh. I gotta read you some more tweets, though, they're so good. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. uh, so there was one, uh, well, the, the most relatable thing he's done, um, but why was Twitter invented? Uh, Dan Pfeiffer says this, because one night in the future, Ted Cruz will fave a porn tweet and Twitter will reach perfection. <laughs> this That night, it was just, it was so good. Um, another one says, I can't believe the radical leftists of Antifa hacked Ted Cruz's Twitter <laughs> account and liked a porn video. <laughs> But this is my favorite one of all. So at Hit Executive, because my Frederick (laughs) president was online, he said, and here I was thinking that Ted Cruz masturbated to the idea of taking healthcare away from millions of people and watching them die. (laughs) You know? Kind of what I thought, too. Him and Paul Ryan. They uh, (laughs) have the same taste.
0: And like, if he was getting trolled by somebody and somebody did hack him, like it's the subtlety of it. Then you would think it would be like like if I was doing it, Ted Cruz, it would be like gay porn or something, right? If and I you was would tweet it, someone, you wouldn't just like it, it. And it, but it wasn't. So like it's yeah. the subtlety of it that makes it this real. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's definitely real. Um
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't get over how funny this fucking
2: story <laughs> Um I was just waiting that night. like I didn't want to go to sleep. The tweets were so good, and I was just dying <laughs> waiting for the next morning. I think it was that night that, that somebody did finally take it down, and I can only imagine, you know, if his phone's on vibrate. The fucking thing must have just been on his
1: fucking front <laughs> door <laughs> at like three a.m.
2: <laughs> they finally Senator got it. <laughs> next morning it was still good I mean uh, if you haven't seen them just look up Ted Cruz porn on Twitter and you'll have at least an hour's worth yeah, of fun did you
1: notice they responded to him they were like, they were like thanks for watching
2: Ted <laughs> they did yeah. actually funny or die I think I sent you this funny or die had a, a great uh, spoof on as well they had a lot of porn stars there just being completely disgusted by the fact that Ted Cruz watches porn like please don't watch us it's really
0: disgusting <laughs>
2: And by the way, I've had plenty of disgusting things done to me, which they list, and none of them compared to Ted Cruz.
1: Jesus. Good. Well, you know, we talk about a lot of division on the left, but if there's one thing that brings us all together, it's this.
2: Um, United so, the country that night. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, all right, well,
2: <laughs>
1: that about does it for us this week. Um <clears throat> But uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, um, support fellow progressives. That's your that's your yes, big thing, Ladonna. For sure.
2: Hashtag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and follow us on Twitter. I'm at a Monterullo. Uh, Ladonna is at a Polybent, Polibent. P o l i b e n t. Max is at uh, what
0: are you at? Corona 55 r o 55 People
1: not spell corona. That's okay. <laughs> um,
0: right. No, it's spelled different than the beer, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and share the podcast around
2: and join us next week on Move Left, Idiots.
0: Wow.